Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, good morning. Wonderful, you can grab your seats. Turn to the person next to you and give them a high five. And... Put on your best Australian accent and turn to the person next to you and say, G'day, mate. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, it is so, so good to be here and uh, in Lemington Spa. Isn't it the Royal Lemington Spa? I found as I drove from Birmingham and drove, well, actually, Joel drove. Um, but as Joel drove, as we entered into, there was just this royal atmosphere that, you know, a bit posh out here at... Lemington Spa. Uh, does everyone own a spa in their backyard? Is that how it works? No, it is, it is brilliant to be here. And, um, and I, I love the friendship that we have with uh, Dave and Leanne. I've known Dave and Leanne since we first kind of moved from Australia to Birmingham. And um, we, we first met when they were youth pastors. It's going back, isn't it? Yeah, the hairdresser had a little bit more work to do back then. I can't talk. I can't talk. Um, and, uh, and, and so at Coventry, and we've been friends in their journey. I was here for their induction way back in, what, seven years ago, was it? Yeah, so uh, I was here for that, and to see the church just uh, freshened up. And the good news is there's many more people here than back then. So come on, give yourselves a round of applause. Well, actually, give God a round of applause for what He's doing. And it's just beautiful to meet you all and see you and see what God is doing in this place and that you have to create more space. That not only are you, uh, you know, spreading out, and, uh, but you're going to double services. And I just really want to encourage you to uh, really get behind Pastor Dave and Pastor Leanne as they pioneer. I know as a, as a pastor and a leader... And certainly if you lead in your context at work or in the community, in any aspect that you lead, whenever you take a step forward, it's always with a little bit of bit trepidation, a little bit, oh, we're stepping out into the unknown. But who knows? God knows. It's only unknown in our thinking, but it's always known in His thinking and His heart and His mind. He already knows the future of this church. He knows when the church started. He knows its story up till this point, and He knows the future of it. Because he is the builder of the church. And so, so in this next season, all you're doing is stepping out into the unknown. But the best thing you can do is get behind them and pray for them and give to the vision. And if they ask for something, say, yes, Pastor Dave. Can we do that? Ready? Let's practice. One, two, three. Yes, Pastor Dave. Oh, that is brilliant. And I can tell you as, as a pastor, that is the best thing that I can ever hear as we as we launch vision as we say hey we sense God stirring us to do this and then when the church rises up in faith and action then nothing is impossible amen so really get behind these guys and why don't we just honor them and thank them for leading the church we honor you we thank you And so it is absolutely brilliant to be here and uh, I do welcome Joel. Joel is our young adults leader and uh, he's, yeah, give him a big welcome. 
He's, he's a, a great communicator as well and leads, leads our ministry. He's married to an Australian, which, uh, you know, so that carries an anointing right there. Um, but also he's, um, he's also just had a little baby boy. Little, little, little baby zeal. So uh, zeal, passion, and, uh, and so he's grown up. So, so Joel may fall asleep during my preaching, all right? But he's the only one that can because he's got an excuse. No one else, okay? <laughs> no one else can fall asleep. But it is really, really good to be here. And, and, uh, and I, just, I just want to encourage you as a church, you know, um, sometimes when you are coming here every week and you're, you're doing the ministry, um, you, can, you can forget what God does, who remembers, uh, I don't know how well you know the Bible stories, but way back in the Old Testament, there was a, God's people were called the Israelites and God had a promise for them, uh, but they forgot the goodness of God. God had just released them from a place called Egypt where they were slaves. So in chains and working hard and being flogged and slaves to Pharaoh, but God did a miracle and set them free from slavery from Egypt and parted a Red Sea. Who knows, that's a miracle right there. Parted the Red Sea and they all got across to safety and now they're free. But then within two days, they forgot about the Red Sea and started moaning and having a complaint to God. See, it's in our human nature to forget really quick the goodness and the greatness of our God. And I really want to encourage you on this journey. For me today, I am so pumped. I am so excited to come here and see the growth in this church and to see what God is doing. Now, it's easy for me because I've been away for a few years and I come back and I see it and I go, whoa, how good is that? But for you guys who are in it every day and every week, sometimes you can get a bit familiar, but familiar with Pastor Dave but familiar with the worship, but familiar with what God's doing. But let me tell you, celebrate, remember the goodness of God because He's doing miracles in this place, amen? Come on, let's lift a shout of praise to our awesome God because He's worthy. He's worthy of all our praise. And so we wanna be people that always remember the goodness of God, amen? So, uh, so I've been married for 22 years to one wife, Tracy, she is God graced her to put up with me. Uh, no, she's uh, she's brilliant, and I have a 19-year-old son Josiah and a 17-year-old daughter Ruby, and they are doing brilliant. Uh, he's at university; she's doing first year A levels, and uh, she leads worship. They're both involved in youth and kids and, and running church. So uh, I love being a dad. I love being a husband, and uh, we we were assistant pastors of a church in Australia, and then in 2009. God called us to the motherland. So, uh, and you know, it has to be God because where I lived, it wasn't a case of shall we go to the beach today? It was actually which of the 15 beaches shall we go to? Shall we, shall we go to the one where we can jump off a cliff? Shall we go to the one where we want to surf? Shall we go to the one where we can see the dolphins? Shall we go? That was the choice we made, we had. And so God says, leave that all behind and come to Birmingham. Where you couldn't be further from the beach if you tried. 
And so that's where we are based, but it was the call of God. And we love Birmingham. We love England. I am a dual citizen because my dad was born here. Um, so there's the British roots there. And uh, we, love, we love what God's doing. We currently meet in St. Andrew's Football Stadium because uh, I'm the chaplain of Birmingham City Football Club. I've been the chaplain there for six seasons now. And uh, we've seen players get baptised. I have a prayer room next to the players' change room where players can come in and pray with me. And uh, one of the players on Friday, Friday. I was in at the training ground. I go in most Fridays and one of the players says he wants to get baptised. So we're going to do his baptism very soon. Uh, we've got, um, you know, there's small groups happening in the club. God is doing a great work in that club. We just need some better results on the field. <laughs> but um, And so that's part of my role. And, uh, and so we meet in the stadium. So people say, how many, how many seats does your church have? I say, 30,000. <laughs> We got a way to go to fill it. No, we meet in one of the function rooms, and uh, and but we're building a brand new building next door, so which is really exciting. And so God's doing great things right across the country, and not just across the country, but right across Europe and right across the world. And uh, last week I had the privilege in my role with the Assemblies of God, I head up the whole area of missions now, and uh, and I was in a, a consultation in Kiev in Ukraine, meeting with all the all the missional leaders around Europe, and to hear the stories of what God is doing in places like Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Romania, and hear the church exploding, I'm telling you, the church is on fire, amen? And so while... While you are just a, while you're just the the expression in this pocket of the world, and we're our expression in Birmingham, the Church of Jesus Christ is alive and well across the globe. Amen. And the gospel is the power of salvation to all who believe. And the gospel has the power to work and infiltrate in every situation. In fact, on the um, on the, on the way from uh, when the consultation finished, I had to get an Uber from where that was to the airport. And it was about half an hour. And so um, if you've ever used Uber, you, you book, book it on your app, you press it. And I'd used the Uber a couple of times while I was there. And each of the drivers were Ukrainian. And they didn't speak much English at all. And so, so I, um, I, I kind of tried to connect with them, but they couldn't understand what I was saying, let alone my Australian. <laughs> and so I tried to connect with them, but it didn't quite work. So by the time this third Uber came, and it was a half hour trip, I thought, well, he's, he's not going to understand, or she is not going to understand my language. So, and by this time, I was a little bit tired by the end of the week. I was, I was really looking forward to just sitting in the back of the car and just going, <sighs> just having a bit of a relax. And so, uh, so I got in the Uber, and next thing, this smiling face goes, Hello! <laughs> I'm thinking, you're not Ukrainian. <laughs> and so it turns out his name was Masud and he was from Iran. But because of all the problems with Iran, he fled to Ukraine where he could get a visa. Even though he doesn't speak Ukrainian, he speaks English and Persian. And so he's got this job driving Ubers. So we start up a conversation. And we start talking about Iran and some of the history and religious background. And he talked about Muhammad and he talked about, you know, the place of Jesus Christ's birth. And I said, oh, so you know about Jesus? And he said, well, I know, I know that he was a prophet because he was brought up as a Muslim. And, and I said, well, he's a little bit more than that. Uh, do, you know, do, you know, do you want me to tell you more about Jesus Christ? And he said, yeah, yeah, please tell me about your religion and your way of life. 
And so I, we, for the next half hour, I got to tell him the good news of Jesus Christ. I got to tell him that Abraham, God spoke to Abraham, that he would bless Abraham, not just him, but all the nations through him, and that Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise to Abraham. I got to share that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophets and everything in the Old Testament. I got to share with him that Jesus died so that our sins could be forgiven, that God created every person, loves them, but because of our sin and our mistakes and our imperfection, there's a gap between God who is perfect and us who are not. And that gap cannot be bridged by anything you do, anything you are, anything you say. There's a gap and God loved us so much that in the gap, He sends Jesus Christ to die on the cross so the gap can be closed and we can now have relationship with God. We were once disconnected, but now we're reconnected to a loving God because of Jesus Christ. And so I got to share this and I said, and that then that's not all. Not only did He die on the cross for our sins, He came back to life on the third day. He rose from the dead. <laughs> at this point, Masood's eyes, like keep in mind, I'm in the back of the car. I'm looking at him in the rearview mirror. He's driving. He just looked at me and went, he'd never heard that Jesus Christ rose from the dead let's never take for granted the power of the gospel that has changed our lives let's not get familiar with it because there are still thousands if not millions of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ and his eyes just lit up and he goes so he 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 came back to life I'm going absolutely he rose from that grave God's power raised him from the dead. Nothing can contain the grave. Death could not hold him down. Jesus is alive. And I said, but wait, there's more. For 40 days, he hung out with his disciples. He did a bit of teaching, but then he ascended into heaven where the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father and he mediates on behalf of all those that love him and call upon his name. And, but wait, there's... Then He sent His Holy Spirit so that the nature and the person and the power of Jesus and God could live in every single person who says, come and fill me with your spirit. Well, guess what? His eyes just went another level. He'd never heard about the Holy Spirit before. And as we're driving and talking, He says, this is beautiful. And so at the end of the Uber trip, I got to pray with him. And, uh, and I t- I, we've messaged, we've become friends on Facebook. And we've been messaging every day. I sent him the YouVersion Bible app. And this morning, he's just messaged me saying, I'm reading John 13 today. So he's doing well, I'm right through from John 1 to 13. And he says, I love the ways of this heavenly book. And he's learning about Jesus Christ. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Amen. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Let's never take for granted this beautiful message we have. And you've heard about all the opportunities you've got at Christmas time to reach out and to reach out and to step out of your comfort zone and invite someone in. And let me encourage you. That story about Masood is incredible. And I believe it's a God moment. Of all the Uber drivers that could have come in across my path, he came along at that moment. I believe it was a God connection. But I tell you what, I had two Uber drivers before that where nothing happened. 
You're going to try things, you're going to step out and sometimes nothing will happen. But don't stop trying. Don't stop looking for those opportunities. Amen. And in the little bit of time I have left, because that's just my intro and welcome, um, I want to just share a thought with you this morning that's going to help you, I, I believe, and encourage you to just, just take a step forward in your personal witness, in your personal outreach, in your love for people, in trying to, trying to connect with people that don't know Jesus yet. Because that's why we're on the planet. Okay, as much as I love worship, guess what? We're going to worship forever in heaven and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right. But what the one thing that we can do while we still have breath in our lungs is to share this beautiful message of Jesus. I don't know about you, but do you remember the day you realized and had a revelation and experienced the forgiveness of your sins? Where were you? When was it? For me, it was back in 1996 at a youth camp. I was 20 years old. And I will never, ever forget the experience of being washed clean by... Uh, it's hard to put in words, isn't it? Now, come on, you know what I mean. I don't know, but this peace, this innocence, this purity, this release, this weight lifting off, this emptiness was filled. I, I can't explain it, but I know I was transformed in that moment because my sins were forgiven. I was made new and I've been transformed ever since. Let's never take for granted that moment because there are other people that need to have that moment. Amen. So really quickly this morning, my message title is this, follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Who has not seen the Wizard of Oz? One, two, three, four people. Okay, so everyone else is with me. All right, so for those that have not seen it, let me give you a quick outline of this movie. This movie is one of the top 10 movies of all time. Okay, and they show it over and over and over and over again. And so it'll probably be on over Christmas. So I encourage you to watch it. Okay, but let me give you a quick update of what the story is. Are you ready? Dorothy Gale, a 12-year-old Kansas farm girl. She's knocked unconscious during a tornado. She and her dog Toto and her farmhouse is apparently transported to the magical land of Oz where she sets out to follow the yellow brick road to the Emerald City to ask the Wizard of Oz to return her to Kansas. During her journey, she meets a scarecrow, a tin man, a cowardly lion who join her in hoping to receive what they lack themselves, a brain, a heart and courage. They are pursued by the Wicked Witch of the West. Who wants her dead sister's magic ruby slippers now worn by Dorothy? At the end of the film, Dorothy finds herself back in her own bed in the farmhouse in Kansas where her aunt tries to convince her that she dreamt all the adventures of Oz. There you go. You don't need to see the movie now. But it's a beautiful movie. I love it. I love The Wizard of Oz. And so this morning, I just want to share a thought with you called Follow the Yellow Brick Road. And so... The story is really simple that Dorothy needs to get home. She's a lost girl that needs to get home. And so she's trying to find her way home. And on this journey, I'll follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the, follow the, follow the, follow the, follow the yellow brick road. And on this journey, she comes across these three characters. The scarecrow, the tin man and the lion. And she meets the scarecrow and he is stuck in the field, stuffed with straw, and he wants to have a brain. He doesn't have a physical brain and so he wants to be intelligent. 
He wants to have strategies. He wants to have ideas. And so that's the thing that he would love, but he's stuck in his field. Then she comes across the tin man. The tin man is rusted up, stuck in the woods. He needs some oil because he's stuck and he's rusted up. But inside of his tin shell, he's empty. And so what he really wants, he really wants a heart. He wants to love. He wants to have relationship. He wants to have compassion. And so that's what he wants. Then they go a bit further along and she comes across a line. Now this line, I mean, who knows? Lines are ferocious. Lines are scary. Lines are tough, but not this one. He was a bit of a coward and he was hiding behind the trees and he was scared of all the noises. Any, any little noise, he'd hide. And so he was meant to be bold and courageous, but he was scared and full of fear and cowarding behind the trees. And so he wanted to be courageous. He wanted boldness. And so here's these three people. They all have a desire for these things. And they meet this little girl, Dorothy, and they have a choice to make. Are they going to get stuck in the field, rusted up in the woods, or hiding away from life? Or are they going to step out and step onto the yellow brick road and help get a little girl home? Are they going to choose to leave the things that they feel stuck in and actually go on the yellow brick road with this girl. <laughs> that a choice to make. And you know, for you and I, whenever it comes to sharing our faith or, or, just, or just pushing into the call of God, because God has a plan for every single one of you, are you, are you going to stay hiding away from it? Are you going to stay rusted up? Or are you going to stay stuck in thinking you don't have what it takes? Or are you going to engage in the mission of helping getting lost people home on the yellow brick road. Because here's the profound message of this movie. As they chose to step out and follow the yellow brick road and help a little girl get home and skip along, they, as they went on that journey of mission and getting the lost girl home, then the opportunities came for the scarecrow to have ideas, for the scarecrow to have strategies, for the scarecrow to make plans. And as the tin man set out on the yellow brick road, he had opportunity to love and have compassion and build relationship. And as the lion set out on the yellow brick road, the lion had the opportunity to show courage. Courage is, even though you might feel a little bit afraid, you do it anyway. He had the opportunity to show that he had courage. And they got there in the end and they defeated the wicked witch of the West. Ding dong, the witch is dead. And finally they get to the wizard at the end. Dorothy wants to get home. And here's these three people and they go and they say, well, I want a brain, I want a heart and I want courage. And the wizard says to them, do you know, you already had everything that you wanted already in you. You just needed the opportunity for that for what was in you to come out. And here's what I want to encourage you with this morning. And just so you know, I'm not leading you up the yellow brick road. That was pretty funny. That was, I worked really hard on that joke. There's a scripture. <laughs> because the Bible 
is the great truth. It says this, this is the Apostle Peter, Peter who hung out with Jesus. Peter who experienced day and night living with Jesus. He saw Jesus get arrested. He saw Jesus crucified. He saw Jesus resurrected. He saw Jesus ascend into heaven. He was baptised with the Holy Spirit and he preached and 3,000 people got added on the one day. Jesus, this is Peter who was one of the early leaders of the, of the church. The church that is now right across the globe started in Jerusalem and Peter was one of the leaders. If he's got something to say, I want to know. And this is what he says to the early church, a gathering like this in Jerusalem, people first following Jesus. He says this to them. He says, His, His divine power. Whose divine power? His divine power has given us, us, every single person in this room, everything, some things, just what you need on some days, just the things that you're really good at? No, He's given us. Are you getting this this morning? His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. If you can catch this profound truth this morning, it will change the way you live your life. Because so often, so often we can get stuck in what God has called us to when God is saying, it's already in you. Everything you need for life and godliness and to fulfil my purpose for your life, to be someone that I've called you to be, to live out the plans I have for you. It's already in you. The moment you become a Christian and you receive by faith, you, you didn't do anything to earn it. By grace, you were given salvation. By grace, you were given the gift of eternal life. By grace, He has gifted you and empowered you to do the things you're called to do. But you gotta get on the yellow brick road, baby. <laughs> you gotta make a choice. And every time I've made that choice, to get on that yellow brick road, God does amazing things. But it's not about me. It's just what's already in me that He's already put there. I just have to choose to get on the yellow brick road of His mission of helping getting lost people home. That then everything that is in me, that God put in me, comes out. He'll give you the words to speak. He'll give you the strategies. He'll give you the ideas. He'll give you the boldness. He'll give you the compassion. He'll give you everything. Everything you need is already in you. Amen? And those three areas, I think, are really crucial for us. The three is interesting that whoever wrote this movie had a profound understanding. I wonder if they were Christian. I don't know. But those three areas of our heart, I'm just testing. I just pointed to my head. And you're all going, yeah. Our heart, our mind, and courage. Three key areas that if we can just allow the Holy Spirit to transform us and make a choice to get on the yellow brick road, your life will never be the same again. Amen. And when it comes to our heart, we've already heard this morning, guard your heart. The Holy Spirit's already speaking through this service. Guard your heart. We've heard a lot about the heart already. And it's so important. 
And I want to encourage you today that your compassion is your commission. Let God stir your heart. And the challenge for us Christians who have been a Christian a little while, and if you haven't been a if you're not a Christian yet, today's your day to become a Christian. But for those of you who've been a Christian, or maybe some of these younger people who've grown up in the church and it's just all a bit familiar to you, what can happen is you can get a bit rusty in your heart. And our hearts become desensitized to the lostness and the brokenness that is all around us. And it's so easy for us as Christians just to just to get stuck and rusted up when we've already sung. Everybody needs compassion. Everybody needs compassion. Jesus was a person of compassion. Matthew 9, 36, it says he looked across the crowds and he was filled with compassion. That word, the English word, doesn't give it a right justice. It means that right in his stomach, in the pit of who he was and his being, he was stirred with a pity and empathy and a love for the people that goes beyond an English word. And he looked and he said, because he saw they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He was stirred. Other times he looked across the crowd and he was stirred with passion. Uh, Let me encourage you. If you've got a bit rusty, let the Holy Spirit oil come this morning and just start to loosen up a little bit and start to stir your heart because out of your compassion will become your commission. What is the thing that God's stirring your heart for? Is it the homeless? Is it those that are elderly? Whatever the need is, whatever God stirs your heart for, your compassion is your commission on the yellow brick road. And you've got to listen to that compassion. One of our uh, our kids coordinators in our church uh, in September, uh, over the summer holidays, she heard that our local primary school, that some children would come back to school in September and not have a uniform. And so out of that compassion, she said, that's not right. That should not happen on our doorstep and on our watch. And this conviction and compassion rose up in her. She wasn't just going to stay rusted up. She let the oil of the Spirit flow through her. And she said, we've got to do something about this. And out of that one little bit of compassion came a call to the whole church. It wasn't my idea. It was her idea. It wasn't my compassion. It was hers. But next thing, the church rallied and we were able to give over 100 uniforms to children who turned up on that first day that didn't have them and were able to receive dignity and value and a uniform on that day. Come on, let's praise the Lord for His goodness. But But it was a stirring of her heart. The compassion is our commission, amen. I'm running out of time, so I need to just go through this. Our mind. You know, the accuser, the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He never shuts up. He's a liar and he just wants to accuse you and distract you and discourage you. I've, met, I've had the privilege of meeting lots of people that have done incredible things for the kingdom of God. But every single one of them will still tell me this and I have these moments too, where that voice, the accuser comes and says, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You can't do this. And you know what I've realised over now 20 years of full-time ministry and and meeting with lots of different people in the kingdom around the world, I've realised it's the same voice. Whether it's Bear Grylls trying to climb Mount Everest, you can't do this. You're not good enough. Who do you think you are? And it's the same voice as I'm hearing. It's the same voice as I talk to other Christian leaders. They're hearing. It's the same voice. 
Craig Rochelle, he's the same voice. It's the same voice because it's the devil's voice. And you gotta go, shut up devil, that is not true. I'm not listening to that voice anymore. That's why the Bible says you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a man thinks, so he is. So if you're going to get out of the scarecrow, I'm just a scarecrow, if I only had a brain, if I only did some study, if I only had some money, if I only got asked by Pastor Dave to serve, if I only... How many people get stuck in the if I only had a chorus and they spend their life saying if I only had, if I only had, when God goes, you've already got, I've given everything to you. If you just have to get off your stick and get on the yellow brick road. (laughs) See the scarecrow thought he had straw for brains, but actually God will give you every strategic idea that you need. That's why Jeremiah, God says to Jeremiah, I will tell you things you don't even understand. This is one of the lies that the devil comes at me at because I haven't got a massive education. I'm I'm still studying, I'm always learning, but the devil always comes to say, you're not smart enough, you're not strategic enough, you're not this, you're not that. And I just say, shut up because I have everything I need for life and godliness. And if I just commit to the yellow brick road of mission, God's gonna give me the strategy. God's gonna give me the ideas. He's gonna connect me with people who are way more smart. He made me married one of the smartest women on the planet. God will give you everything you need. And now because of who Jesus is, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16, who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct Him, but we have the mind of Christ. You have everything you need. Do you know, in your brain right now is potential to transform this place. The whole of the Lemington Spa, one idea, one moment is all it takes to see a new project started, a new idea, a new ministry. But it's not going to happen while you think, if I only had. You've got to get on the yellow brick road. And the Apostle Paul was trying to preach and to preach the gospel. He was one of the early church leaders, incredible man of God. And he was trying to preach and he was trying to head, head in a direction. But then God actually came and gave him a vision of a man in Macedonia of Europe. So he was trying to head more into Asia, but God's gives him a vision of Europe. And it says in Acts chapter 16 that Paul concluded, that Paul concluded. So he reasoned, he thought, he used his brain to think about, okay, God, so if, if, if I'm not able to go this way and you're giving me this dream to go to Macedonia, I'm gonna conclude that you're leading me that way. So as you reason and think and pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the mind of Christ, it actually means your conclusions that you're gonna come to through the mind of Christ are your commission. It's gonna empower you for your commission. Amen. And then final thought, final thought is courage. And hey, don't we all need this? Don't we all need this? I've met Brian the lion already. (laughs) I love meeting you, Brian, on the way in, your passion. Hey, and George, I love your worship. The way you worship, George, it was a real blessing to me. Thank you. Thank you for blessing me for your worship. So we've got the lion, and I think this is, can apply to all of us today. And he's hiding, and he's cowarding, scared, 
The Bible says in Proverbs, the fear of man is a trap. It will get you stuck. Fear of man, worried about what people think. Fear of rejection. You know, I'm kind of trying to live with a new theory now. I want to get rejected as many times as I can. Because the more rejection I have, the more chance of a success. (laughs) The more rejection, it's not about me. So even if you came up and say, I hate your preaching this morning, I go, bless you, brother. (laughs) Because it's not about me. But fear of man will contain you. It will, and, and, and I want to encourage you this morning, don't get stuck in fear. fear that's, why John, that's why Jesus said, the, 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 the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Fear wants to keep you contained, hiding behind trees, hiding away from your call, hiding away from your purpose, hiding away from everything that's already in you. That's the crazy thing, isn't it? It's already in us. But why do we get stuck and hide? And But Proverbs says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Proverbs 29.25 says the fear of man will prove a snare. Proverbs 28 verse 1, the wicked flee because no one pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. But listen to this, we have the lion of the tribe of Judah on our side. In Revelations 5 verse 5, it says, See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He has triumphed. Colossians 2 speaks about when Jesus died on the cross, he disarmed the enemy. The enemy is disarmed. He is defeated. Ding dong, the devil's defeated. (laughs) Ding dong, the witch is dead. There is no power on heaven and earth that can come against you because Jesus Christ is alive and has defeated sin and death. Amen. You have complete victory on your side. You have all the power of heaven's armies on your side. It's already in you. You just got to get out from behind the shadows and jump onto the yellow brick road and take on anything that's going to come against you because the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Whatever's going to come against you on the mission journey, it's got nothing compared to Jesus Christ. I used to teach my kids when they were little. I I used to pretend, okay, let's pretend I'm the devil. And I'm going to come because I'm a thief. I'm going to come and destroy. And, and you've, got to, you've got to shout the name of Jesus and I'll show what happens. And so I'd close the door and not open the door. I'm the devil. I'm coming to get you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to get you. And they'd go, Jesus! And I'd go, ah! Because <laughs> I wanted my kids to know, even at a young age, there is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ. He is all powerful. He is almighty. And if we will just engage on the yellow brick road of mission, it doesn't matter what wicked witch of the east, west, south, northwest, it doesn't matter what comes against you. Nothing, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Everywhere you set your feet, God will give you that place. Nothing can stand against you, but it's not about you. His power. His divine power has given you everything you need for life and godliness according to His knowledge and His goodness and His glory that lives in us. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you stand up this morning and uh, we're going to just pray and then I'm going to hand back to Pastor Dave. I hope you're encouraged. I hope your faith is stirred. And most of all, I pray that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. 
Because ultimately, the Bible says that we don't want to just have a service where we hear man's words, but we want a demonstration of your spirit's power. Demonstration of your spirit's power. Just close your eyes and, uh, and just think about the words that have been spoken this morning. Think about the tr- that truth, that everything you need, everything you need for life and godliness is already in you. You know, as I was praying and meditating about coming here today, I learned a few weeks ago, I was down at a, a, a Bible college in London called IBTI, International Bible Training School. And um, as I sat with the people there, I'm inspired by their passion for mission. I said, where did it start? Where did it all start? How did this, how did this come to being? And they said, well, it was a man named Fred Squires. And he lived in Leamington Spa. Do you know, you have the DNA of mission. You might thought you've just been coming here because you're a uni student or somehow someone invited you to this church, but you have been invited to an incredible, rich heritage of the kingdom of God. Through this place, you have influenced nations. You say, well, I've only been coming for six months. That's okay. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. Once you're in, you're always in. You become part of the story. And so I just would like to pray with you because I sense the weight of heaven in this place this morning. I sense the reminder of God to the call to this church of how it started and who you are designed to be. Even I know the heart of Pastor David and Pastor Leanne and the community passion they have and what you've got planned up to Christmas. And I want to prophesy and pray that this Christmas will be the most fruitful Christmas you've ever experienced. Amen. So if you would, just lift your faith this morning as I pray, and then I'm going to hand back to Pastor David. But just start to lift your faith. Start to call upon Jesus. Start to call upon His name. Father, we stand in this place. God, we acknowledge, we acknowledge Your your plans and purpose for this church. We thank You that when it started, God, it was started with a heart to go on the yellow brick road of mission, to engage in getting lost people home, to go to all the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. And so, Father, we just pray right now in this moment, God, come and continue the story. God, come and continue what you've already started because, Jesus, your word says that you are the one who completes what he starts. God, what you started back in the 1930s, God, you are going to complete You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You know every part. And you're right in this moment, God. But as they stand in this moment of spreading out, of stretching to two services, of building car parks and going out to the community, God, we declare over this place, this is a house of nations. This is a house of mission. This is a house that will connect lost people back home. That will connect people back to you, Jesus. So Father, I pray over every person here that they would catch your heart today. Not, not man's heart, but your heart. Your heart that says none should perish. Your heart that says, use me, send me. Make me be your instrument. Make me be your witness. Father, I pray for a mobilisation of your church 
through Leamington Spa and beyond. We thank You for the past. We honour it, but we prophesy into the future. Father, and we pray over this Christmas for every hamper that's going to go out, for every carol that's going to be sung, for every invitation and bringing that's going to happen. Father, we pray that we would see lost people come home to You this Christmas more than they've ever seen in this church in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you agree with me, let's lift a shout of praise this morning to our awesome, our awesome Saviour. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.